Welcome to Inside the House podcast, episode number five, at the Polypipe Professional Development Centre with Becky Appleyard-Kelly, who's the channel product manager for building products at Polypipe. Today we had a really interesting conversation uh, discussing um, things across the history of Polypipe from early days, the management structure, uh, who kind of the who's who within the business. We also went through the brand research that they've and market research they've recently conducted uh, to their market. So a lot to do with plumbers, underfloor heating, engineers, etc. We also discuss the brand loyalty and that's a huge thing for brands nowadays getting the loyalty from their customers. So that's a really good little segment. And last of all, innovation. Well, we'd love a bit of innovation on here. That is a, definitely worth waiting to the end of the uh, podcast to find out about innovation. Becky Appleyard-Kelly for Look After Channel Manager for Polypipe. Yes. Building products? Yes. That's correct, yeah, cool. Today in the um, Polypipe Professional uh, Development Center here, which is a lovely building we're here today. Um, what has your career at Polypipe been since you, since you started? Uh, I've been really lucky in my career at Polypipe. I started four years ago as a marketing executive. Um, I'd got four years before that in something completely unrelated industry-wise. And Polypipe was a really good new challenge. It was, it felt like stepping up a league. Um, and it was a little bit of a trial by fire. Mm-hmm. Two years of absolute manic getting involved in everything. Um, and a huge range of the marketing mix. Um, and it brought me on leaps and bounds. Um, then I was promoted to the PR and brand manager, yep. looking specifically after PR for building products, but also all of our events and our case studies and our internal comms. And then three months ago, I was promoted to channel marketing manager. So now I look after anything that appears in a merchant branch, and that can be anything from a specific campaign to merchandising for general shelving stock products. Okay, yeah, so it's quite a quite a wealth of experience in the, this this area. And obviously, when you was at school, you wanted to be a channel manager for Quality Five. I'm sure that was on your career tick list. I wish it. Had, I wish I knew it existed. Really? It's one of those jobs that I just had no idea was a thing. So uh, I did a, an English degree. Really yep. had in aspirations to be an author or an editor, work mm-hmm. in a big publishing house. Uh, quickly realised that you have to move to London for that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's really or competitive. <laughs> Oh, where, sorry? New York. Oh, New York would have been better. Yeah, New York would be a good one. Yeah, um, and instead moved into placements with agencies looking at marketing. Um, so from an un- unrelated degree, um, but lots of work experience and a solid foundation in knowing how to put together a piece of content and writing. Yeah. Um, and that led me to marketing. Yeah, that's actually key. I was reading a post the other day on LinkedIn by another uh, marketing um industry leader I suppose and, and he was saying about how much the fact that there's a lot of people spurting out loads of four six hundred word content that's crap uh, and actually if you get someone who can write and uh, get the emotion across I think he was he was trying to get the trying to actually get the emotion of the and he, and he gave a couple of examples of how to word it uh, and one of them was to say that you'd get someone who can write he said get someone who can write and they can write good content because he's engaging because what pe- most people lack is the en- getting the engaging and, and that's, that's a and it's point. so challenging in this industry because a lot of yeah. it's quite technical yeah. so trying to translate what's absolutely useful knowledge um, and really essential to an in- a professional to know from our product development team mm-hmm. into something that they can read without being bored to tears is a, a really specific but useful skill in yeah. industry marketing definitely and it's not the most sexiest of products I mean, it's some of some of the smart home stuff we'll cover off in a minute, and, and it's some of the new innovative products. But but it's not sexy. No, it's uh, 
it's plastic pipes yeah. in, in its rawest form. Exactly. There's, but, there's uh, much to it. Oh, it creeps up on you though. Yeah. Um, when you've worked here for a little while, you begin to spot all the products out in the real world. Mm-hmm. You're sort of driving along a motorway and you see the purple ducting and you go, oh, that one's ours. Or you start looking at the um, manhole covers around your house and you go, yeah. oh, that one's ours. Yeah. And it, yeah, it sneaks up on you. It does. I I did bathroom showroom, uh, run a bathroom showroom uh, for six years, and um, it was the same. Every toilet you went to, you'd be looking at the brand. <laughs> it's it's obsessive. It's really bad. And trying to explain that to someone that doesn't work in the industry, they yeah. just laugh at you, don't yeah. they? You walk up, oh, look, that's an Alphen toilet. Well, that's an Old Shanks toilet. Well, that's a Juravit toilet. Whatever it may be, and you go through the whole range. And you're like, oh dear, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we're, we're going to cover off a little bit about the history of Polypipe. So mm-hmm. where where did it all start? Uh, it started right here in Doncaster, mm-hmm. so um, it was a really small company to begin with. Um, about 38 years ago, in the 80s, um, with a single site, um, not particularly a large product range or a large number of employees, but in the intervening 38 years, it has had management buyouts, it's grown new sites, um, it's acquired other companies to expand its enormous range so we now service markets from residential which is what we do at building products through to big civil infrastructure projects like motorways and airports and train stations which our civils division look mm-hmm. after through to high-rise residential um, which our building services division look after um, and it's had um, a couple of management buyouts and it's now floated on the stock market yeah, and we awesome. are a FTSE 250 company now yeah, that's amazing isn't it all in 30 years Yes, Um, Polypipe Building Products um, has four sites in Doncaster now um, and 1,200 employees across those four sites, so quite a journey from where we started. Yeah, that's a a big difference. And you've also got um, other sites part of the Polypipe group up and down the country, Mm -hmm. literally. Do you know how how many there is across the country? I believe there's 12 12. total. That's good, yes. It's, it's a very big business. And everywhere you go nowadays, uh, people see the polypipe trucks normally yeah, flying up and down, and down the motorways. <laughs> we, see them, we see them on the way up here. Um, so that was, that was really good. So from a, a, a brand perspective and a marketing perspective, what sort of innovative things have you guys been looking at? Yeah, I think that's one of the things we're not best known for, but I'd yeah. really like that to change because there's such weight behind the innovation that we do. Um, but to take it back a step, yeah. we wanted to get a good idea of how we're perceived out in the marketplace. Um, We did some research with installers um, last year and it was done anonymously. It was fronted by CIPHE to make sure that we weren't getting biased responses. Um, They had a sample of about 900 professionals working in the um, plumbing and heating uh, sectors. Um, What we learnt was that they value a brand. Not all of them stick to the same brand every time, but 56% of them said they would pay extra for a brand because they believe it to be worth it. Which was interesting, um, because so often you hear people want the best price, and actually price was the ninth most important factor in driving a buying decision. Uh, Top was um, reliability, they don't want to be called back once they've fitted it. Second was just, does it feel like a quality product? And third, funnily enough, was availability. They wanted it to be available for them to purchase from a wide variety of stockists or, or just their local stockist. Um, about a third of them said they would get up and walk out if their preferred brand was not in stock at their local stockist and they would either wait for it to come in or go find it elsewhere, which was surprising for us because you so often hear the price argument. Mm-hmm. But that gave us real confidence that, okay, this is, this is a great point to build on. So we did ask about how do you feel about Polypipe? What words do you associate with Polypipe? Um, and we got reliable, mm-hmm. quality, 
and uh, respected, mm-hmm. which is again a great building point for us. Definitely. Um, another one that came out was value for money, good value. So not cheapest. I don't think we can ever claim to be cheapest. As a UK manufacturer, our costs are going to be higher than certain imported products. But to be perceived as value for money, again, is a fantastic base to build on. So uh, back to the innovation part. So that wasn't one of the words that came out as being associated with us, but I really feel like it should be. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a big hidden element of what we do. It's just not visible for many, many years. So last year we launched a range of new waste traps and that industry hasn't seen any real developments for decades. It's not a, as you say, a sexy product. <laughs> no, no, and it's, it's not something that people really associate these sort of developments with. Yeah, you know. it does a job under yeah. a sink, yeah, out under of a sink. sight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we launched um, a new range and it had real engineered changes to it. So there was um, a fit right insertion aid to make sure you can guide a pipe in in a really tight, not visible space. There were um, improvements to nuts and seals to make sure that the joint integrity was as good as it possibly could be. Um, And these were all aimed at making sure the installer felt that this was a quality, reliable, next level product. Um, But they only saw it once it hit market. And of course, we had been, we'd seen that opportunity years ago. We'd developed a concept, a prototype. We'd gone through several rounds of user testing. Then we had to make the investment in the capital and the process changes then you have to establish all the quality testing after that which takes another six weeks Um, and then you get to launch it and show it to people so we're doing this all the time at any one time we have two or three research development teams working on next generation projects and it's not something we can shout about until we're right at the end Mm -hmm. but i really want people to know that we're working on it yeah definitely i mean and how has that gone the new product how has it been received by the market because really well um pleasantly surprised because um we hadn't been perceived as the market leader in traps. Nope. Um, people are quite brand loyal in that sector. We found that in your research earlier. That's what I was yes. going to say. And, and that was the thing that you see in different marketplaces with uh, boilers would be a good example. Absolutely. If you look at the boilers uh, industry with the likes of Worcester, Baxi, uh, Potterdam, whichever it may be, or um, Wiesman, for instance, people will say, oh, I'm a Worcester installer yeah. or I'm a Baxi Potterdam installer, whichever one it may be. And, and I think with the under 40 and of building products across the whole range, people tend to buy into the system, they tend to have all the mm-hmm. tools that go with the system. So you're right, I think that's where the the difficulty is, is almost you want every single student who comes out of a college, you, want do you them need them to be coming out. the experience of having fitted a polypipe product. Yeah, 100%, yeah, yeah. That, that's the key, um, isn't it? The Traps launch went really well, yeah. which was really nice. Um, we'd given all the possible logical reasons to give this product a try. It had four different engineered improvements. Um, it, it is now absolutely on a par, if not the best trap out in the marketplace. Yep. Um, what we helped, what helped us to start a discussion with plumbers who previously didn't particularly like our traps was um, we have a charity association with Health Heroes. Yep. So one of our traps is an endorsed product and 80 pence from the sale of every trap goes straight to the charity. Okay, that's and that's good. a minimum £25,000 a year commitment. Yeah. Um, so that was a really lovely hearts and minds conversation. So yep. we had both product integrity and look at this other fantastic thing we're doing Um, and we found Health Heroes was really um, it it resonated in construction Uh, one in four people leaving the armed forces will retrain for a career in construction so a lot of the people buying these products are themselves ex-forces or working with somebody who is um, and that charity really does mean something to our customers 
Yeah, perfect. That's really good. I like that. That's a nice thing. And, and one of the features with it was to do with the um, coating on the track, was it? Yes. Um, so BioCoat is a, an it, antimicrobial yeah. additive. It kills 99% of germs within two hours of contact. So uh, that's added as a polymer during the moulding process yeah. rather than as a coating afterwards. And that means that the lifetime of the product, that um, protection is in place. Um, so the benefit of that is that it kills the buildup of biofilm and that yeah. potentially could cause you a blockage further down the line or have allow bad smells to wash back up into the house. So you've got a benefit for the homeowner, a benefit for the homeowner yeah. and a benefit for the installer. And uh, it also gives you, you as an installer, something professional to, mm. and knowledgeable to talk to your homeowner about. I've picked this really good quality product for you because you just won't have any issues with it. Yeah, no, that's really good. And then obviously the, the idea of that is to get you guys to the top and the forefront of being the brand leader for the traps. Yes, yeah. and actually it's, it's great for our merchants as well because they now have a credible choice yeah. in their products that they Perfect. stock. And uh, with other innovation, what else have you got around other innovation? So I believe Giles is already talking to you about the Smart Plus. I won't steal yep. his thunder. Um, Adam has some plastic plumbing fittings in development, which um, I am not allowed to know a lot That's about fine. at this stage. That's fine. Um, but it's going back to that thing, you are still innovating. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the next big thing for us is going to be soil later this year. Okay. So another traditionally non-sexy product range that mm. hasn't seen a lot of change. It, you know, It's the stuff that takes your waste products out of your house. but. Mm we're going to have um, some significant and wide-ranging improvements across the pipe and the fittings yep. that we're going to be able to shout about later this year. Okay, cool. And you, you've already recently uh, relaunched or made a big song and dance about the, um, the acoustics or recently, haven't you? Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, sound dampening, um, yep. really good for anything that's a uh, multi-occupied multi dwelling. Yep. So um, anything slightly higher-rise residential or very high-rise residential or... Um, you know, for developers who are doing a, a higher-end house, um, something with maybe two or three floors, quite a lot of um, higher-end features like a really premium kitchen, underfloor heating, sound dampening waste systems actually do make that slight difference to how the homeowner lives in the house and how it can be positioned in a marketplace. Definitely, yeah. I think if you're you know, ground floor flat and a four-storey townhouse, for instance, yep. then you can, there's a big difference to the, the, the actual acoustics within the house because you can hear it. It's just yes, it yeah, yeah no, it good. must be really frustrating to hear a toilet flushing four storeys above you and just yeah. go, oh. oh. Exactly, yeah, definitely. Especially if it happens to run down the back of your headboard. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, um, that's really good. Um, so Polypipe, you, you mentioned earlier, obviously, the, the long-standing history, and obviously, from that point of view, I'm sure you've got a lot of people who've been here a long time, so the career and development side of it? Oh, we have some brilliant success stories. So our current managing director has got 25 years service with the company yeah. and actually came straight out of university as a graduate at 21 years old and uh, progressed through operational roles. Um, he was a operations director before he was managing director, so he really does understand um, how product gets from moulding to picking to transport, um, which is lovely because he's really, he knows polypipe inside out and yep. it shows that we do have a, a good track record of um, promoting talent. Um, our supply chain director has a similar story, began as a truck driver and yep. uh, progressed through various operational roles and is now our di director on our exec board. Yep. Um, another really lovely advantage of being a local employer with 1200 employees in the Doncaster area is that you begin to see generations of the same family coming through you hear the same surnames over and over again and you think that must be such a nice thing in their family to think this was a lovely place to work and I'd like my children to follow me through 
Um, every quarter we're having long service awards and uh, it's really not uncommon to see 20, 25, 30 years of service. Yeah, well, the company I'm at, I've been there for 20 years on the 1st of uh, March, so in a similar sort of thing. And, and, and if you look at our MD, uh, he was a lorry driver, so interesting, similar sort of change. Yeah. But what's interesting, and going back to the, the people leaving university college and going into an industry, Quite often you'll see is that after six months, a year, whatever, they, they feel that they're not actually getting anywhere. And you think, so hang on, it's such a short space of time. And this is just a proven point, 25 years MD. Yep. You know, it takes, it doesn't happen over three weeks and six yes. months. And I think the fast paced social, um, the, the speed of WhatsApp, instant messaging, the, 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 everything to do with social media, everything to do with the Amazon effect, as I call it, you can order something and get it next day or same day in two hours. Everyone wants everything now. So yep. when you leave university and you're used to that environment, within three months, why am I not MD? Yes, within three months, <laughs> I need that promotion. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do think there's a bit of a story around rethinking what success looks like. Um, oh, success isn't potentially, you've progressed through a role so quickly, you never really learned how to do it. And, yep. oh, but now I manage a, a group of people, that's great, but are you managing them well do yep. you have you really put the time in are you not as green or wet behind the ears as you really ought to be for a role of that stature um we've actually just launched a graduate program called polypipe plus and we hired our first graduate through it in november mm -hmm. and it's a two-year program so they get exposure to various different departments different sites they will do a work project with people from cross departments that will have a real business impact it will be something like Let's redesign um, our yard to make sure that we've got the most efficient picking and packing process and we can get more loads out the door. How yep. are we going to analyse that and measure success? So these are real world projects with exposure to lots of different things and at the end of that two year period they will choose a specialty and then begin a career path in it. Yep. But it's deliberately slow. Um, yeah. I think our industry manufacturing, there's so much technical um, knowledge and then real departmental specification that you it's unrealistic to think you can progress through really quickly yeah. that said the rewards are absolutely there if you can put the time and the work in yeah i, I agree with you and, and sometimes you look at it you have i'm sure you've got some people who've been here for say 30 years etc in the manufacturing they know the manufacturing they look at the, the, oh, the polymers i don't know all the product terms but the things they say oh that isn't right or that's right they look yes. at a product and go hang on guys that ain't the right product um and then you'll get to, oh no we've ordered it in this is the thing so well, no but it's not gonna and they'll know by visually looking at it and yes. um, we was at just trays um uh, last week and they, they were saying that there's a there's a guy on the in the factory floor who can look and say you know that ain't gonna set you can look at the resin and go that ain't gonna work just purely but knowing what the temperature is inside knowing what the temperature is outside looking at the blend of the mix and you'll know straight away so that's experience it's yeah. just experience Such and you need that instincts. but we kind of expect that in a manufacturing environment when you go to them into an office in marketing or it could be um, transport logistics you get someone who come in from university and go yeah i know the next big thing overnight and then and then obviously what you don't realize is they they get a pushback from people within the department who've been there for 10 20 years yeah. knowing the business now oh, no no we've got to do this way now because everyone wants to make a change uh, and they, they don't succeed because it's a bit of a, yeah. a problem i think it will be a, an advantageous skill to have um resilience and patience um, yeah. to be able to push ideas without feeling precious about them if they're not quite right at that time. Yeah, true. Because sometimes it's not right today, but it could be right in five years' time. Absolutely. Yeah, really good. Becky, has been absolutely brilliant. Been really interesting. Excellent, thank you. Cheers.